And now let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. July 18th, Romans chapter 4, verse 13 through chapter 5, verse 5. It is clear then that God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was not based on obedience to God's law, but on the new relationship with God that comes by faith. So if you claim that God's promise is for those who obey God's law and think they are good enough in God's sight, then you are saying that faith is useless. And in that case, the promise is also meaningless. But the law brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So that's why faith is the key. God's promise is given to us as a free gift, and we are certain to receive it, whether or not we follow Jewish customs, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the Scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who brings into existence what didn't exist before. When God promised Abraham that he would become the father of many nations, Abraham believed him. God had also said, Your descendants will be as numerous as the stars, even though such a promise seemed utterly impossible. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though he knew that he was too old to be a father at the age of one hundred, and that Sarah, his wife, had never been able to have children. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was absolutely convinced that God was able to do anything He promised. And because of Abraham's faith, God declared him to be righteous. Now, this wonderful truth that God declared him to be righteous wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was for us, too, assuring us that God will also declare us to be righteous if we believe in God, who brought Jesus our Lord back from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and He was raised from the dead to make us right with God. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of highest privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to endure, and endurance develops strength of character in us, and character strengthens our confident expectation of salvation. And this expectation will not disappoint us, for we know how dearly God loves us, because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. What is the simplicity of John the Baptist preaching? Here's Jesus. That's what he's saying. He's, he's really only got two strings to his bow. Get baptized, and here's Jesus. This is a baptism for repentance of the forgiveness of sins. The one who is coming after me, the one to whom I'm pointing, the one on the other side of the river, 
that my friends are concerned about because so many people are going to him. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The whole reason for my existence is to say, here's Jesus. Now, that's what the hymn writers have helped us with, hasn't it? Tis all my business here below to say, behold the Lamb. We're not here to impress people with our philosophy. We're not here to expound passages of Scripture and show them this means that, and that verb was there, and that adjective is actually qualified, and this and that, the next thing, and people are bamboozled by it all. They don't really know what we're on about. And eventually we say, now let me give you three practical pointers to talk about over lunch. Nothing really has happened. Nothing has happened. That is not our objective. Our objective is to stand underneath the authority of the Word of God and say, this is the Word of God. This is the story of salvation. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. Look to Jesus Christ. Look to Jesus Christ and live, as the unknown preacher said when Spurgeon was converted. You see, what we're aiming for under God is not that people get information with a few practical pointers but that they have a divine encounter with the living God through the Word of God by the power of the Spirit of God. That is what we long for. Where is the stillness at the end of our preaching? Where is the moment where even for a nanosecond somebody says, this is surely the Word of God. I must ponder here for a moment. Goodness gracious, you can't, you get, you're going to run over in the crush as you hear the immediate response to the Bible. Are you going for lunch? Did you get coffee? Have you seen what happened last night? And the preacher crawls down below and goes out on his way and back to his room. Or maybe that's just how I feel.